Welcome to another edition of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. This is Lawrence Coletti, and I'm the host for this episode, which we're still recording at uh, <laughs> ABA Tech Show here in Chicago, Illinois. It's a great show. We've got a little bit of a happy hour that's brewing out on the horizon, so there's going to be some background noise, but we're going to plow through it. I've got uh, two wonderful guests joining us. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of uh, introductions here before we get into their topic, and they, they just got done uh, presenting a little bit earlier in the day on a topic called From Manual to Marvelous, Streamlining your law firm's billing with automation. And so I have Jordan and Jaden join us today. And so uh, why don't we just start with some brief introductions here. Where do you work? What do you do? When we start with uh, we're so ladies first, we'll start with Jordan. Hi, uh, I'm Jordan Turk. I am a practicing family law attorney down here in Texas. So you know all the drama all the time. Good stuff. And I'm also the legal technology advisor at Smokeball, which is a legal practice management software. All right, Jaden. My name is Jaden Doyer. I'm known as the law firm CPA. I am the president of Prestige Accounting Solutions, and Prestige Accounting and Consulting is our new name. And we help law firm owners reach new heights and catch more flights using specialized accounting strategies. That was a really great elevator pitch there. I'm going to give uh, <laughs> Jaden five stars on that. So uh, great presentation, and thank you so much for sending the slide deck. I could not attend. I wanted to, but I could not, and it was very detailed. A lot going on there. So. Let's do this as our first kind of substance question. Let's roadmap it out a little bit. I know there was tons that you talked about, but uh, give us kind of the, the general skinny on that, just kind of the, the main mile markers. Yeah, so we talked about first kind of the drawbacks and the pain points that a lot of law firms go through, especially as it comes to, comes to billing, which is shocking because no, well, I mean, not shocking because nobody ever wants to talk about billing ever. And it's one of those things that you didn't go to law school for, right? I never went to law school to be a business person. I went to law school to practice law. And I'm sure, and Jaden's laughing right now because he knows these are his clients all the time. And that's why they hire him too. It's so opportunity, my friend, opportunity. Truly. And so we really talked about that, talked about how to automate billing, talked about the history and, uh, you know, historically what firms have done and what this looked like. You know, a lot of people were sending out paper bills and they were mailing it. Obviously, that is no longer the norm. You know, talking about different types of automation, different types of automation software, and then also about the actual implementation of it. What does it actually look like? So that was generally what we discussed at the CLE. All right, so the, the traditional uh, kind of old school thinking of accounting, uh, there's some pitfalls to that. And I'm sensing that this uh, question is going to go to Jaden. So let's discuss that a little bit. If you're a brand new solo attorney, you work at a small firm, it might very well be your first entrepreneurial experience. So what kind of pitfalls should lawyers, if they're looking kind of the traditional way things used to be done pre-automation that they need to be thinking about? So a lot of it, kind of what I said before, it was, very, it was a very manual clunky system, right? You were sending it out via mail, or if you were actually on the up and up and you were sending it out over email, Still an issue though, because a lot of times you were doing it manually as in one by one, which is great and fine when you only have, you know, five clients, but when you have 200 or you're the billing administrator for, you know, even a mid-sized firm, we were a boutique firm with 12 attorneys and we had at least 200 to 250 clients at any given time who are all being billed monthly, right? And so it used to be a very manual, very laborious process to actually send out bills, but also just to even send out pre-bills to have them return those was a horrific experience, especially for my firm administrator, because it was a lot of sitting on the floor, looking at piles of paper and separating it out by individual attorney that was responsible for the case. And 
you know, it's just nice to know that there's technology that exists at this point where you can prevent all of that or make it a lot easier. So you all had just a vast resource of tools and software ideas uh, for implementation to help run a much more streamlined, uh, automated accounting system, billable system for law firms. And so I want to ask this from the brand new entrepreneurship perspective. You're just out of law school. You've had zero business training. You're not going to go work for a firm. You're going to go hang your shingle somewhere and you've never run a business in your life. And so a lot of this terminology, no one's going to understand. They don't know what they don't know. So can we get a list of must-have resource types and tell them what each one of these resource types does and maybe give them a name or two of some of your favorites? So a couple of things you're going to need is time tracking. I don't care if you bill by the hour or if you work on contingency. Having a time tracking tool, having a case management or project management tool so that every time you make progress on a case, you can document what progress you've made and notate, and preferably a secure client portal so that clients are not sending you secure data through your email, they're sending it through a portal. So I get a little frustrated at CLEs that talk about automation a lot, but don't actually explain what it is, (laughs) which is a big deal. Because when I say billing automation, chances are, unless you've done it or you've adopted that type of technology, you have no idea what this actually looks like. And essentially, Billing automation condenses down to being able to send out all of your invoices at one time. So instead of doing that manual process, you can click a button and everything is done for you. And not only that, but there's also automatic time tracking, right? Which Jaden mentioned too, which if you have something that's integrated, I mean, I'm biased obviously because I work for Smokeball, but we have the best software in the country when it comes to time tracking. And that makes it so much easier for you because then it turns it into an invoicing statement. You can just print that to your invoice and be done with it. And those are your hours tracked for you, right? So that's one of the biggest things that you could possibly do when it comes to billing and automation. But same thing with evergreen retainers. And we talked about that quite a bit too at our CLE. But if you're not taking evergreen retainers and you bill hourly, that should be something that you are considering like yesterday. Uh, And evergreen retainers essentially allow you to, it's a provision that you input into your fee agreement that says, hey client, in the event that your retainer dips below X amount or X percentage, you are required to replenish that retainer immediately. So that means you're always billing against money and trust as opposed to having to chase after it after the fact via invoice. But you can automate that process. So you just need to find software. So look at your practice management software if that's what you use and see if they do that. You can automate your evergreen invoices and you can actually set it, hey, if this ever dips below X amount, send the client an email for an evergreen retainer. And that means you're always billing against money that you already have, which is the ultimate goal you know, as a business owner and as an attorney. Well, you all make it sound super easy. So I'm going <laughs> to ask I'm gonna ask the question uh, in a little different way. So uh, let's say someone doesn't know anything about automation. So they never used Zapier. They never used if this, then that, or they haven't used make, right? So they're not really familiar with automations. They never run a business. Let's say maybe they didn't go do soft sciences at their university. Maybe they're art major and then decided to go to law school. Okay, so they could draw a great picture, but all this other stuff, they have no idea. All right, where, where is a good place to turn to kind of get uh, sort of a... Um, introduction to some of these concepts. You know, you're talking about some pretty high level business philosophies here, and I know it's second nature to you all, but uh, for somebody that's just brand new trying to get into this, where's a great player? Maybe there's a podcast personality, maybe it's you, maybe it's a blog. I don't know, what what do you think? I think here at ABA Tech Show, honestly, going to different booths and learning 
Sometimes people don't even know what they don't know. They don't even know the issues that they need to overcome. And so going to these different vendors and learning what they offer, you'll learn the solutions to the problems that you didn't even know that you had yet. And so honestly, going to conferences that have a lot of technology companies there would be a great way to learn. Also, look for legal technology that has billing software and take as many demos as possible. And for those yep. who aren't familiar with what a demo is, it's essentially when you go to a company's website or you contact them and you sign up, they'll call it a demo request and you can get a demonstration. Usually it's live and you'll talk to them for half an hour or an hour and they'll set up a time for you to call them and essentially they'll take you through the entire software. And if all you want to talk about is billing, they'll cater that to you. But demos are completely free and you should be doing it for every single piece of software that you can to decide what's good for you and what's good for your firm. So Jordan, Jaden, uh, you all are used to uh, meeting resistance. And so in what you do, so obviously, Jordan, with legal technology, Smokeball, I mean, obviously, there's going to be some people that resist change. And uh, your experience as an attorney, you know, people resist recommendations to change. And, and Jade, the same thing. You know, people like, hey, I'd like to run my better books, but I don't want to change anything I do in my business. How can I do, like, all of this wonderful stuff without actually doing any work? So resistance to change. Change is difficult. So what pointers do you have for somebody who, maybe it's a small firm, they've got a small staff, staff's resisting, they're resisting. What advice do you have to get them over that hump? Change is good, change hurts, but we'll get through it together. I would love to talk about that. First things first, incorporate the staff in the process. So don't wait until you've already made the decision. Incorporate the staff in getting to know what their opinion is about moving to a new software. Let them know why you're even thinking about moving to a new software how that will help you, and then also make sure that you tie into their value system. Some people value money, some people value more about time. So make sure that you're letting them know what the possible benefits are. Then once you've decided on the tool, then make sure, before you even decide on the tool, get them to get on the demos as well. And then you can say, based off of the feedback from the group, so you've got a sense of buy-in. At the end of the day, you'll never have 100% buy-in, and that's okay. So once you have some type of buy-in and you've made the decision, then you make sure that you tie them in to the integration process. And you're going to have to run your, your programs parallel, so you have to be running two programs at the same time until the full implementation has been completed. And then once that's completed, make sure that you are investing in your team by paying for them to get ongoing training, go to conferences and things of that nature. I think like attorneys are the worst. You know, sometimes we're our own worst enemies, truly we are. And especially if you run your own firm, you know, it's like how doctors make the worst patients. Same with attorneys when it comes to utilizing legal technology, right? Like. It's a necessary thing that we need, but it's a problem. So for me, it really is a top-down approach where the managing partner has to have full buy-in to it. This has got to be what's happening because they're the ones that everybody in the entire firm fears, <laughs> as well they should. And so that's part of it, right? So if the managing partner is saying this is what's going to happen and we're going to do it by X date and there are deadlines, but especially what Jaden was talking about, getting buy-in and getting feedback from your staff is going to be critical because they feel like they have skin in the game and they feel like they're being heard. But at the end of the day, it's ripping off a Band-Aid. This is your practice. This is going to make you more money. So people can either, you know, get on board or maybe not. And maybe that means that they're going to have to look for another job. It really just depends. You can only 
you know, you can lead a horse to water kind of a deal. This is going to be beneficial for your firm in the long run. But at the same time, if you have staff that's super reticent to adopt anything, well, they're just going to kind of leave you behind too. So One rotten apple can ruin the whole bunch. So we understand that, you know, some people may be resistant in the beginning, but if you have that person that just keeps feeding poison and just really um, starts to make it a toxic work environment, that person needs to be removed from the environment. Well, on that sad note, we are out of time. <laughs> but I want to thank Jordan and Jaden for joining us here today. And if our listeners, they want to follow up, learn more, maybe they want to learn more about Smokeball, maybe they want a little bit more about doing accounting, absolutely proper there. Uh, how can they reach you? Why don't we start this time? We'll go to Jaden first. To reach me, it's easy. Text CPA as in Certified Public Accountant to 21000 and they'll get my digital business card with all my info on it. Oh, that is nice. All right, and Jordan? <laughs> uh, to reach me, you can find me on LinkedIn, just Jordan Turk, uh, T-U-R-K, or my email is jordan.turk at smokeball.com. All right, well, thank you, listeners, for tuning in. And if you liked what you heard today, please favorably review us in your favorite podcasting app, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, whatever. Until next time, I'm Lawrence Galetti, and you've been listening to On the Road, Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.